0: Yes. 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 Yes indeed. Yeah, not now. Yes. Yes. Maybe. No. Yes.
1: Somewhere on Got a little longer, so Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 Is this funny? No. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes How are you all doing? Uh, Welcome back to the Luke Kigel Hour. Hope you've had a good week. To begin the hour, every episode, we have a new buzzer sound. Now, this is a listener sent in one. Who was it sent in by? Alexander. Alexander. He has has made
1: a few of the email jingles. Okay, great.
0: So he's a past contributor of the podcast. Let's see if today he becomes Alexander the Great. Alrighty, Alexander's buzzer to start the podcast. Are you ready with the timer? Yep. The hour begins now. Come. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that and I, and I loved it. I, I didn't hate it at all. Big old yes to that, Alexander. Alexander the come, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> mm. Didn't see too many history books about the great Alexander the Cum. No. Um, but that's it now. We're, we're rewriting history. That was great contribution. What a great way to kick the hour off with a bit of classical cum. <laughs> Look at that. Fancy jizz. Um, I had a bloody good weekend literally talking about cum. Yeah. That cum <laughs> sound effect reminded me of my weekend. <laughs> Very on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which you shouldn't. If you hear the word come and then you go, oh, that reminds me of my weekend, it means you've had a fucking weird weekend. (laughs) And I did. I went to Shepparton and Ballarat and I may or may not have added a brand new bit to my show about walking jizz. Mm. And it rivals the fog bit. I mean, there's a few bits in my show this year that are real peak comedy, but I think it peaks at walking jizz. You know, as soon as I get to the walking jizz part of the show, just know full well if you're coming along. (laughs) Coming. (laughs) Going for a walk Anyway um, That's only funny If you're one of the 80 people At my and show <laughs> Anyway uh, So yeah Weekend shows were sick And I got new shows on sale Ladies and gentlemen We are going to Let's see how good my memory is Aubrey May 14th Wagga May 15th uh, Wollongong June 9th Sydney June 11th Two shows You thought I was doing one show No We're on two shows goddamn shows biggest Sydney shows I've ever done so if you're ever going to come to a show and you're from Sydney this is the year to get down there is a lot of tickets on sale and there's a small part of me stressing out so if you could just buy them that'd be great like I've put on double the amount of tickets on sale than I've ever sold in Sydney (laughs) ambition is a good way to put it delusion is a better way to put it but I'm you know what? You've got to you got to shoot for the stars if you want to reach the moon. So, I may get one show full, which is great. That's not a very that's a not a very positive attitude. <laughs> but, nah, come. Um, come. <laughs> More like <laughs> Come. All right. <laughs> anyway, guys, come along. Uh, can we use that as a regular sound effect from now on? Yeah. I would love that. Um, just like whenever I'm trying to get people to come to my shows, (laughs) come on guys, come (laughs) LukeKidgel.com for tickets. Sorry. That sucked. And then still more shows, Newcastle, June 12th and then Canberra, June 25th. Yes. Yes. His memory is on track. I am not old yet. I may look it, but mentally I am fine. Uh, So, yeah, get your tickets. It's going to be sweet. I'm keen to head back to New South Wales. When you guys are done bloody drowning, come to my show. Sorry, that was a cheap shot. Have people died? I hope not. Fuck, I haven't done any research (laughs) on the floods. Um, But, yeah, it's bad. I saw, like, you know when you see on the news and you see the top of a house in a lake and you go, oh, that's not good. You know, but it hasn't directly affected you. One time there was flooding in my area, and I had to wear gum boots. So I've I've experienced some shit. You know, I'm not going to come out here and pretend like I haven't experienced bad flooding. Um, I don't have a pair of gum boots now, but if we if it flooded, I would. So that's I don't know how that helps you, but my I, my feet wouldn't be wet. So uh, yeah, Newcastle's fucked right now. Apparently, the airport's bad. Uh hope you're all safe and well and hopefully no one has died so I don't get cancelled for saying when you're done drowning, buy my shit. Hopefully no one's died. And should have I checked that? Yes. Did I? No. Who cares? Me, I should care. Cause I'll get cancelled. Uh that's actually my life goal, by the way. That's my career goal is to be famous enough to get cancelled. I don't want to be famous. It's not the goal. It's not why I do entertainment. It's not why I do comedy. I just like having a good old laugh and a bit of a yarn into a microphone. Do I like the attention? Absolutely. All right. That's, you know, I was the class clown in high school. It's weird. It, it You'd be lying. I feel like every entertainer if they go, I don't like the attention is lying. Like, especially stand up. It's like the most attention seeking like thing you can do. It's like, it takes a lot of Self-confidence and you got tickets on yourself if you go to an open mic night to begin with Someone in your life has either told you you're funny or often you're just fucking delusional I was in the first category people have told me I should do comedy and then My ego was built up enough to try it and then I liked it I got that serotonin hit and I went I want more and how can I monetize it and then and here I am hi guys welcome to the podcast <laughs> but I think you are definitely lying, you know, you see actors go like, I'm so shy. I'm just so, they come in like Graham Norton and all these shows like, oh, this is so out of my comfort zone. You literally perform for a living. How is this? How is being on a talk show? Just you must be pretty insecure with yourself. You know, if being yourself on a talk show is like, oh, it's pretty overwhelming. I have to like be me for three minutes till an ad break. I never get that. Like you, you meet, you do. I think it's just a thing some entertainers say they go like, oh, I don't like all the, all the hoo-ha, you know, all the attention that comes with it. You're like, it's sure, it's not why you do it, right? I imagine, you know, I don't think Brad Pitt is out there going like, I just do it to get so fucking photographers follow me around. Mm. That's the only reason I'm doing it. I'm sure he loves acting, but it's just like you can't, it's what you've signed up for. Anyway, I don't know why I got onto this. What did I talk about this for? Who cares? The point is, I'm lost today. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel like a show that just should have stopped after season four. Because I'm lost. <laughs> I feel like a show that didn't get better after a bit. And that was lost. And did I watch it? Nah, caught some episodes. <sighs> Good, was good early. Season one ripped Mm. from memory. It was a a while ago now, but fuck. I'm that show. (laughs) I think I'm just, this is the calm before the storm, guys. The Comedy Festival starts, oh, tomorrow for me. (laughs) I was like, when does it start? Oh, fuck, tomorrow (laughs) night. Dude, I'm having a breakdown and it hasn't started. Literally on my whiteboard today, there's a dot point that says comedy fest breakdown. And that doesn't mean I'm going to break down the ins and outs of the comedy festival (laughs) and give you a detailed, you know, explanation of what's going to be happening. That's me predicting my own breakdown (laughs) because of the comedy festival. That's a cry for help, that dot point. And that was supposed to be dot point seven. And I'm talking about it already (laughs) because I need your help. (laughs) What's gonna happen? I mean, here's what how it's gonna go down. The first week, oh, I'm gonna rip it. I'm gonna kick and rip it, and I bet the show's gonna be fucking fire. They'll all be fire. I'll bring it for the show. But in the meet and greet week three, you I can't promise anything. I'm not gonna. I can promise you might get delusional, Luke. You might get Luke that's just like way too overexcited because I'm overcompensating for my <laughs> lack of sleep and hydration i don't know i can't promise that i'll be in a good state (laughs) when you meet me after the show because we're gonna be doing so many episodes of luke and lewis uh during the festival because a bunch of uh, comedians are down from interstate and obviously since the pandemic it's been hard to get guests on because other people are in other states and stuff so it's going to be like probably like four or five episodes for us of luke and lewis a week just banking guest episodes plus the regular ones plus this podcast and then there's videos churning out the stand-up clips that we film for each show. And, uh, yeah, me, Lewis, and Keelan, we're all having a panic attack. I think Reese has just realised today because he's yeah. filming five shows a week. He also does breakfast radio twice a week, works for me three times a week.
1: Does podcast stuff for Lewis. Does
0: podcast stuff for Lewis as well. You've just realised now <laughs> yeah. that Reese is going to join me in the breakdown, <laughs> all right? It's going to be a, just a, a real... Panic attack with the boys, you the, know? The
1: podcast in three weeks is going to be something.
0: Oh, it'll be something else. <laughs> Guys, tune in. It'll be like watching a sitcom. You'll be like, I wonder how fucking loopy <laughs> they get. <laughs> it's going to be crazy to watch. You can literally, we'll be able to watch our demise in real time <laughs> if you really pay attention to the bags under our eyes. Because I've got, like, my birthday coming up this weekend. Yeah. And I'm not going to not celebrate it. Like, obviously, a responsible Luke will be like, Luke, you haven't done a comedy festival in two years, you know, maybe don't go out drinking till 4am with all your friends because you have a sold out show the next night, which I do. Thank you. <laughs> Humble brag, actually arrogant brag. Uh, but I will. And why? Because I'm easily peer pressured and I can't turn down fun. That's my problem. I've been shredding all week at work. You know, I'll, every time I got to move my car, I come in and out on a skateboard. It's like a hundred meters walk. And I go, now nah, I'll skate there. Cause that's fun. I just cannot turn down fun. There's something built in me. I don't know. You know, like there's cavemen, uh, things built into our brain. That's like tits. Good. You know? Yeah. I'm like that with fun. I'm like serotonin. Yes. And that's why I started off the podcast. we going, yes. Cause I was just having fun with it. And then I was like, as soon as I said one, yes, I was like, Oh, I like the way that felt. And then I went, <laughs> yes and I went oh that felt good too and I looked at Reese, and I was like you feeling this yes and then Reese got in it and went yes as well yeah and then you were like fuck I love fun (laughs) we just love the pursuit of fun here and I'm sorry that's my biggest problem isn't that so such a wankery thing to say is like my biggest flaw is I have too much goddamn fun that's
1: my biggest flaw guys and that's that's it. It was um, like on Saturday night after traveling back from Ballarat, we ended oh, up at a pub.
0: <laughs> we got peer pressured to go to a – we rocked up to a pub at 12.30. So we left Ballarat at like just before 11. Then my brother and Simo uh, called and uh, they were like, oh, we're going to the pub at 11.30. I was like, you've waited a bit late to go to a local pub. like this." I'm like, boys, it'll close at 1. And they were like, nah, it says on their website it's open till 3.00. Like, no, that's when their license ends because they're a local suburban pub. They're kicking you the fuck out at one because they want to go home, right? And there's like 20 people left. And uh, as Lewis said on Luke and Lewis uh, yesterday, it's just the only people left were bar flies Mm. (laughs) just hanging around. The people who were always just buzzing around that place. Uh, I got into a bunch of shit conversations. I told some guy in the toilet accidentally that I was a comedian. I don't know why. I I usually just lie to people. They go, he was like, I was pissing and he goes, how's your night been, brother? And I go, good, good. And he goes, come on, elaborate. And I was like, fuck, that's the biggest word this guy knows. (laughs) Like this guy is a plumber by day and a a cockhead by night, right? Good on him. Seemed like a nice guy, but he just, he didn't seem like he could. I don't think he fully understood what the word elaborate meant, yet he used it perfectly. So I was shocked and I went, oh. And because he kind of threw me off with the whole elaborate thing, I was like, maybe I should. And I was so tired by this point of the night. I was like, why am I at this pub? I should be in bed because I've done two shows two nights in a row, which we've driven home from regional Victoria, got Mm -hmm. home at 1 a.m. each night. I was like, ah, just came back from Ballarat. And I went, oh, fuck. (laughs) Why did I tell him that? Because now he's going to ask me why I was in Ballarat. And I still had an out here. I still... I had so many outs along this conversation map where I didn't have to tell him that I was a stand-up comedian. Then he goes, Oh, what were you doing in Ballarat? And I go, A show. And I go, Oh, fuck. Damn it. Why did I say I have a show? And he goes, Oh, a show? Are you a DJ? (laughs) Now I could have said, Yep. And I went, Nah. Comedy. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Because if you tell someone in a bar you're a DJ, boom, conversation over. They're not interested. They go, ha!" you press buttons. Lol. They look at their watch and go, shit. Is it 2010? Why the fuck you doing that? That's what I assume how people react when you tell them you're a DJ. Will that make DJs mad? I hope so. Should you grow up? Yes. Now, unless you're making money off it, then good. And if it's your dream, ah, that sucks for you. <laughs> but then he goes, comedy. And you know how people who do... I don't know if you guys know this, but I tell, obviously, a lot of people I do comedy. I try not to, but it slips out in moments of weakness like that. And a lot of people, they don't really understand what comedy is. And they think you're just funny all the time. They think like after a show, after an hour and a half drive and two beers and a weekend of doing shows, I'm going to just be zinging and zanging. It's just like, dude, I'm not even strong enough. I don't even have enough willpower to lie to you right now. How do you (laughs) think I'm going to be funny? And he goes, all right, bro, (laughs) you are not leaving this toilet until (laughs) you give me your best comedian line. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I mom. go,
0: what? I'm like, you think we just have a line that will just make you burst out laughing? Like, I'm going like, why did the chicken cross the road? He's like, here it comes. <laughs> He's doing the line. I'm like, hey, man, do another line and fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. And then my brother was super drunk. And on the way out, this guy, word then spread around oh, yeah. the bar flies and that there was a comedian in the building. (laughs) This is like 1.30 a.m. at the Dymo pub, right? (laughs) God. So then on the way out, someone goes, oh, you're the comedian, mate. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just like so tired. I'm like, I cannot be bothered with this. And my brother just yells, you hear him say this? Yeah. On the way out, stupid. My brother's not a big guy, can't fight, right? This guy's huge. This guy's got like a backwards cap on. He'd fuck you up even if he (laughs) didn't try to. My brother goes, I remember my first beer, <laughs> which is a shit joke. And I thought my brother knew better than that because on the way out, I thought it someone else, one of his mates said that to him because that's the kind of line you expect from like, you know, uh, that was like a stepbrother's line. Yeah, It's like a stepbrother's quote. And even in that movie, the joke is these guys suck at disses to each other. Mm. So, um... My brother goes, oh, I remember my first beer. And I was like, oh, shut shut up, Jack. <laughs> Let's just leave. And I'm just going to ignore this guy. And I walked out. So anyway, I'm easily peer pressured. And I like fun. That wasn't that fun. Um, one of my mate's new girlfriends, well, his girlfriend, his new girlfriend was found from the Gold Coast. And I was wearing a billabong jumper. And she just starts going to town on me, wearing this jumper. She's like, Really? Billabong And by the way My mate goes This is my mate Luke Meet And I'll be honest I don't know her name I forgot And then She she, she didn't say hey mm. She just goes Really Billabong And I was like Whoa. Yeah <laughs> And I didn't realise Billabong was that lame I guess it is But I just thought it was I think maybe in my head I was like It's cool and retro mm.
1: It's
0: not It's just not cool But I Anyway I thought it was A cool jumper and then she goes, <laughs> "Have you ever been to a billabong before?" And I just go, "Yeah, frequently," cuz I, I don't know what to say. And then um and then I just wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I think. I just was like, "I'm not I'm not in this moment. My friends are too drunk, and now I'm getting roasted by a chick from the Gold Coast about fashion." She was probably just mad cuz I was appropriating her culture. You know, she, she was probably like, Fuck, and you can't wear them down south, all right? <laughs> Probably just angry that I'm wearing a jumper. But anyway, so I had, I had a tired weekend, and I think that shows in my tone of today's episode. You know what I want to talk about? Oh, we're on the way to Shepparton on uh, Friday night before the show. We see, I saw the best sign and some of the best marketing I've ever seen in my life. Pretty sure it was from a bakery called Flynn's Bakery. Mm. There was a billboard on the side of the highway. And it just said, Flynn's Bakery, 90 minutes. And then an arrow <laughs> that just pointed straight ahead. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's optimistic. You are, imagine, okay, so I'm picturing Flynn in the meeting. He's like, all right, I've got this bakery. It's a bit out of the city. That's all right. We need to get some traffic through. Where's traffic? Boom. Freeway. (laughs) Now, traffic peters out. Obviously, the further out of the city you get, people take exits. By the time you get all the way to Shepparton, not as much traffic. So he's gone. That's all right. We'll put it 45 minutes out of Melbourne. Just as soon as you hit the first paddock, everyone will be like, God, shouldn't have left the city without having enough baked goods. Boom, they'll see my Flynn's Bakery sign. And for the next 90 minutes, for the next hour and a half, they'll think about it. And you know what? (laughs) I thought about it for three days. So the guy's (laughs) kind of right. I almost wanted to go check out Flynn's Bakery Mm. because I was like, I wanted to ask Flynn, I'm like, does the sign work? (laughs) How many people come in from the sign? Because it was a big billboard. It was huge. It was massive. Flynn's Bakery, 90 minutes away. And I was like, Jesus even if I was doing digital marketing for Flynn's Bakery, and by the way, I think it was Flynn's Bakery. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'm like 70% confident and started with an F. So, uh, I wouldn't even set geographically if I was running a Facebook ad to like a 50-kilometer radius max of a bakery because yeah. bakery is like such a local business. You know, it's not like you're not – no one's traveling 90 minutes for bread. You just go to the nearest bakery. It's just, it's bread. It's hard to just fuck it up, so it just confused me. Like, not only are they doing the old school method of like billboards still for their bakery, but they' they're targeting people. It's it's just crazy to assume that people are traveling ninety minutes on the one road anyway. There's yeah. so many exits beforehand. There's a bunch of towns on the way. I don't know. Regional marketing fascinates me. It's just like when you turn on regional TV, you know, and it's just like, get down to Gerald's Paint Workshop. We've got paint work in a shop. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like call our easy-to-remember number on 469 432 8712 And that's oh four six And then they like <laughs> repeat it again. And you're like, I think that's an illegal amount of numbers to have in a phone number. <laughs> it's like whenever I hear Triple J and they're like, just send us the text line. And they read out a full fucking yeah. mobile number. How does anyone know the Triple J number? You would have to be like such an inner city lefty douchebag to remember Triple J's text line. Like Fox, when we we're on there, was 131060. And now. That's smart because that's six numbers, but they've put it into three. Thirteen is a number. Ten is a number. Sixty is a number. Genius. They're not. It's hard to put 04 into a, a nice little jingle. Yeah. Anyway, so Gerald, I don't know. Get a better phone number. You know, at least get a one eight hundred number or something. I love regional advertising. They just get real creative, and I I just want to know if it works. Shepparton's nice. A lot of cows. They don't hate a cow there. Uh, ornamental and living. They love both types of cows. All around Shepparton, they've just got art, arty cows, like with painted cows, and people just ride them when they get drunk. It's very confusing. And Ballarat, hey, you're holding on to the gold rush. <laughs> you go into Ballarat, and it's like we get it. There was gold here once. Cool. Keep Sovereign Hill. Great. I love Sovereign Hill. Bit of gold panning, you know, with the with the kids, awesome. A great place to go for a family. I get that. But when I come into town, it is, it's essentially like, welcome to 1850. Yeah. Look at our buildings that clearly have asbestos and haven't been <laughs> renovated in 150 years. And then it's just like, you know, and then like also Gerald's workshop. And then he just goes, ah, oh, I've got some paint. <laughs> and then you go in there and the signs for like, come visit the Eureka Center we've got the Eureka stockade camping ground and we've got this and that, and everything's very like colonial and weird. And I don't know, you know, it's, it kind of feels like (sighs) kind of feels like when you watch a kiss cover band, move on. Stop painting your face every (laughs) night. (laughs) It's done. I kiss are great. Sure. I don't really know many of the songs, I want to rock and roll a night and party every day. Yes. Yes. That's fun shit. And I don't turn down that, but move on. (laughs) Uh, That's, that's what Ballarat, Ballarat is the cover (laughs) band of towns. They're just hanging out in a different era, trying to keep it going. Yeah. And some people are into it, but then at the end of the day, it's like, it's a great place, Ballarat. And I don't even, I'm not really shitting on it. It's actually probably the best, oh, I am, but it's probably the best regional town. Geelong's quite good, but it's probably the one of the best regional towns. It's nice, it's lovely. I actually enjoy the old architecture. It's just, you know, keep keep where you came from. I don't know, it's just like all those places where, the weirdest one I've ever been to, where people just aren't moving on from a thing, is you go to Thailand And there's this like James Bond Island. And it was like the locals are holding on to this tourist place because a James Bond movie in like the 80s or 90s had like three scenes at this one island. And it was like some, I don't know, probably some action sequence filmed off this. It's a lovely island, but they're going like on all the brochures. It's like James Bond was filmed here. Come on down. You're like, dude, it wasn't Daniel Craig. Right. it wasn't even Pierce Brosnan, it was the guy before. It was like the third last Bond, you know. That's like holding on to like the, uh, you know, the original Batman movies going like, "Oh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker was here once." It's like that was 2, 3 Jokers ago. <laughs> There's been the Heath Ledger and Jared Leto since. You stop holding, you know, move on, let's keep moving forward. There's a lot of people around, particularly in Ballarat and Thailand, just looking back and wow! Remember that? What if you know? Imagine if I was just like fucking like guys. I'm doing the you don't own me tour again. Everyone would be like, dude, it's done. <laughs> Get over it. You know. Uh anyway, guys, good on Flynn's Bakery. To summarize that, <laughs> hope hope the science paid off for him because I'm talking about it. Uh Man, touring so much fun. It's so much fun to be back on the road. Thank you to everyone who's been coming out. I'm selling uh, like crazy, which is very cool. And um, yeah, this is the year. As I said last week, if you want to come down to a show in New South Wales, this is the bloody year to bring on your mates. Uh, I reckon the show is uh, is very good, and it will get even better throughout the comedy festival. And uh, man, we were. <laughs> I'm I'm taking Ruben. Who, who's from Luke and Lewis uh, Ruben Solo You may know him off the TikToks God I gave him the worst intro at Shepparton <laughs> I'm just like Back announcing him with the microphone From backstage And I just go You might know him from TikTok And Ruben just looks at me like Go Fuck yourself TikTok TikTok really Because I've complained in the past I'll be at the Comics Land And then the is like Guys you've probably seen him on TikTok And I'm like Really? You think these inner suburban 40 year olds Have seen me on TikTok they just know that is the th- as the reason as to why their kids don't speak to them anymore. <laughs> they don't know what TikTok is. They just know it's a problem socially for their children because they're just doom scrolling on that <laughs> godforsaken <laughs> app all day. So I go to like over the thing. Oh, you might know from TikTok, Ruben goes go fuck yourself. And then uh, Ruben has to announce me on stage for the shows, right? And then uh, and then he's just yeah, he goes guys, he's the king of TikTok, and um. Yeah, then I went on stage and I did a whip and a nay-nay. That was the first thing I did in my and show is I just whipped and nay-nayed before saying a word. I felt like I lost about 30% of the crowd <laughs> about two seconds in. All the people who didn't know who I was who'd come with their friends or like any parents that were there with their kid or anything like that, like, you know, the, the other family member who's like, oh, come, there's not a lot to do in and they would be sitting there going, did he just do a whip? <laughs> They're looking at their watch going like, yep, I think it's still 2010, all right? (laughs) He's probably going to DJ. Is is this the DJ set? What's happening? So anyway, guys, that's awesome. And uh, Ruben couldn't decide his walk-on song for 15 minutes. It was the most drawn-out, ridiculous decision-making process I think I've ever been involved in. the, The sound tech asked such a simple question that turned into... About maybe 20 minutes of trial and error and discussions.
1: It was what? Few rehearsals.
0: Few rehearsals. Yes. There was, there were act outs of like, I don't know if I'm feeling this one. So the sound tech just goes, Hey Ruben, what song do you want to walk onto? Assuming Ruben will be like, ah, I don't know, man, I pick one yourself or like, oh, I was thinking this and that's like such an easy thing. And yeah. the, the guy was like, uh, do you want to walk out to skater boy? The sound tech. And I just went, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I did, that's all the thought I put into it. I was like, Avril Lavigne, Daniel, Daniel. Sure. What a great start to the show. I'm going to whip to that regrettably and then pull out a nay-nay. Reuben didn't do that. He goes, oh. So it has to be a song that gets people going. And he's like, sits there and everyone's like, kind of waiting for him. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what about Back in Black, ACDC? That, that gets the people going. Like, Damn it not really. Ruben's vibe. I'll be <laughs> honest. He's a Lord Farquhar lookalike who is vegan and enjoys folk music and board games. Fair enough that it didn't jump at ACDC, <laughs> but he still gave it a crack. He did, he did. He he literally was like, you know what? Run it for me. So the sound take has to load it up, and Ruben's like making out like this time is just, this guy's time is just worth nothing. You know, the sound take is like, all right, yeah, cool. I will load up. Back and black, and Ruben's like, all right. And he's he's like, Luke, can you pretend to announce me? So I'm sitting there going, welcome to the stage, Ruben Solo. And then he's just, dun, dun, dun. and then Ruben goes, cut, cut. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And we're just throwing other shit around. And he's like, and I just start throwing out meme songs because I'm pissed off at this point. I'm just like, hurry up, make a decision. I've got other shit to do. And I'm like, what about Gangnam Style? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> and you start doing the dance or whatever it is. You know, that would be awesome. What a way to go out. That'd be more regrettable than a whip and a Nene. Uh and he didn't didn't jump at Gangnam style. Shocking. Uh, and then we landed on, which I was shocked. I think the sound tech just loaded up and went, try this. And then I go, Welcome to the stage, Ruben solo. And it was like, then, den then. And it's like, I'm walking on sunshine well and there's lights going crazy and stuff (laughs) and i'm watching it and we all looked at each other and went that's the one yeah It, it it felt so wrong yet so right it was not expected like no one would have ever suggested if like the sound tech didn't put it on no one would have been like what about walking on sunshine it just wouldn't have been a thing that came up but uh It ended up being his walk on track, and I'm glad we got it done 20 minutes later. (laughs) So that's good. So if people ever go, man, Luke looks a little unprepared for his show tonight, Uh, most likely because Ruben spent 20 minutes making a decision about anything. (laughs) You know, we'll be like, the people will come out the venue going like, all right, so here's the menus. What do you guys want for dinner? And Ruben will be like, "Hmm. um, Can you... Uh, okay, can we do a rehearsal dinner? Can you bring out the vegan lasagna? And then we'll get halfway through it. Nah, not feeling that. And then uh, the, the chef will be like, "Hmm, can I suggest the uh, vegan pasta? And he'll be like, it it feels wrong, but it also feels right. And then 20 minutes later, he'll fucking eat it. Anyway, guys, we love Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's been going really well. He's, uh, I think it's, I always forget he hasn't been doing it for very long. He's only been doing stand up properly because of the pandemic kind of, you know, shut things down for ages. I would say six months in total. And he's very good. And definitely fucking yelled at a stranger immediately though, when he walked on stage <laughs> in Ballarat. <laughs> fuck. I was like, yeah, man, come and tour with me. And then just fucked the show from the beginning. <laughs> no, he did great. But he's like, I go, welcome to stage Ruben Solo. Some guy talks immediately. And I guess when you first start comedy, you don't really know what to do when someone heckles. You just go, oh, shut up. And then, like, Ruben just goes, well, shut the fuck up, or something like that. He, like, swears at the guy, and the whole crowd just goes, oh, shit. And then uh, the guy's feelings clearly get hurt. So then, into the microphone, Ruben goes, Man, I've clearly hurt your feelings. I'm going to stop. And that was just the start of the show. Mm. So then the rest of the show, I'm like trying to do crowd work, but the crowd is just petrified to talk because they're just like, ah, Ruben told us we couldn't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was good. Um, and also, one final thing about the shows before I move on and talk about other things. <laughs> Don't just yell out VCAL, you can't just yell out the word. And expect me to be like, <laughs> yes, never heard that before. <laughs> Fucking good. You said an acronym, which, you know, it is impressive for a VCAL kid, but I don't know. There was points throughout this weekend show where I was like, just talking about like anything else. Like it wasn't even related to school or anything. Mm. And someone would be like, ha, that's like VCAL. And I'd be like, is it? Because I'm talking about whales. How, what is wrong with you? It, it really, you know, it shows in the crowd who's done vcal at least, but it's not, I just want to say that before the tour goes ahead. You can't just yell, like if you do vcal and I say, hey, what do you do? And you do cal, great. That's not weird because that's you answering a question. But when people just yell out halfway through a joke, I've been to Frenchie shows and they just yell out, do a shoey like on a punchline yeah. and it makes him furious. He'll just be like, it's not funny to just yell the word "shuey," But I guess there's like that caveman still stuck in 1850, you know, didn't find gold today but maybe tomorrow yeah. mindset that they have in Ballarat. Just that prospector brain. <laughs> that gold. They got fucking pan brain. <laughs> I don't know. You can't just yell at Vecal. It sucked. It did suck when that guy did that. And that's it. And that's all. And I'm um, Rant's over. And we'll move on. Next on the whiteboard, I've just written, (laughs) which is a sentence I should never have to write, by the way. I've written, politicians jizzing on shit. And that's the state of our country right now. If If you're international, hey, welcome to Australian news. In the news this week, politicians coming on each other's desks. Welcome to Australia. That should have been the tourism commercial. Fuck off Lara Bingle. Fuck off Paul Hogan with the shrimp on the barbie. Just have like some MP just bent <laughs> over a, one of his colleagues' desk going, come on in. <laughs> we'll giz on ya. They'll be like, this is Australian politics. Come on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, That's not funny though because it was, I think it was. It's, te- it's sexual assault. Yeah. Like, and I shouldn't be laughing about it. This is an actual uh, news article that was in the news today. A Canberra insider leaked footage of a liberal staffer wanking over a female politician's desk. How can you not keep it together for eight hours? Just keep it in your pants for the workday. Nine to five, brother. Even if you work overtime, what's wrong with you? Like... How much? How horny can you be? Like it's so weird. How does, like, I've I've watched politics before where they're all yelling at each other on the ABC. Yeah. It doesn't make me horny. No. Never once I'm like, God. And no, no offense to politicians as well. I'm not looking at the chicks going <laughs> fuck. You know, it's not like when I sit there and watch beach volleyball in the Olympics. It's not like that. It's watching politics. I've never been like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Julie Bishop, fuck. (laughs) And good on Julie. She's probably, I don't know much about her. I just know that's a politician's (laughs) name. But I'm not. Come on, guys. And it's guys in general. Guys are fucking disgusting, man. This is the, by the way, I'm only bringing this up because this is one of the weirdest articles I've ever read, right? This is a real thing. Um. An anonymous Canberra insider known only as Tom has leaked photos and videos of male liberal staffers exposing themselves and or wanking in different parts of Parliament House. He shared evidence of at least four men routinely sharing photos and videos. Yuck. He goes, I've seen so many that i have just become immune to it. Imagine just seeing so many politicians' cocks that you're just like, it's just another day at the office. Mm. This is the most fucked part is (sighs) <sighs> Tom also shed light on a small room on the upper floor of Parliament House, which is supposed to be a prayer and meditation room. In, in actual fact, it is where a bunch of liberal staffers and even some politicians have been allegedly having sex. In the prayer room. Not only did probably other people not consent to be in that room, but neither did God, okay? Don't that's so disrespectful to anyone who uses the prayer room oh, yeah. for prayer yeah shocking that's awful like people should be able to have their beliefs and whatnot and you know the, and there's a prayer room clearly for a reason it's not to do roots he goes I can probably this is the this was the cherry on top and this is why they don't really have to write allegedly because he goes I can probably say there is very little meditation or prayer going on in that room. Tom continued. He knows because he himself admitted to having sex there. (laughs) So he's just incriminated himself. Isn't that insane? And this goes on by the way. And then it starts naming people and all this other horrible shit that happens. And there's actually really bad shit. There's like alleged sexual assaults and stuff that have happened in liberal staffers and which is awful. Um, And who would have thought The politicians, the guys and girls who are... And by the way, this not just the guys being gross, There is uh, apparently there's a bunch of receipts, allegedly, again, uh, of female politicians uh, hiring male sex workers into Parliament House. I've stayed at a hotel literally next door to Parliament House. Walk across the road and go do it there. You have like one job and it's not fucking a hooker at work. It's doing, it's arguing with each other on the telly. That's your profession. It's photo ops around the floods. It's like, oh, we're doing our bit. You know, it's trying to shake firefighters' hands and them having them spit on you because you're a piece of shit. That's the job. Go hold some babies, wear a hard hat on a construction site and just do that. It's, that's all you have to do. Really, you just have to say nothing and do nothing and everyone will be like, She's doing a good job It's like what ScoMo came out and said During the week About those protests These women Were you know Protesting Rightfully so About not wanting To be sexually assaulted Of course The fact that they even have to protest, protest That is insane Because guys are Fucking garbage Right And uh And anyone saying Not all men Shit well, You know the, the, the girls aren't saying All men Okay Grow up But uh Scomo came out and was like, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, I don't know if you guys know, I'm mainly telling this for international people. This is how fucked our prime minister is. He came out and was like, oh, well, in other parts of the world, uh, women protesting the same thing will be shot and essentially implied like, oh, they should be thankful. We're not shooting them in the street. Hey dude, just say nothing. That's it. Rock up to work and be like, you know what, man? Go fuck someone in the prayer room. That would be... Go hire a hooker and that would be more beneficial for everyone. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That he could like hire a hooker and spend 30 minutes doing that than actually just talking at this point. Who the fuck is advising him? Whoever is advising him is not doing a good job or he's just not listening. I get the similar vibe that it's like Trump And it's like how Trump clearly had advisors during his presidency, but he was clearly like, don't worry, guys, I'll take it from here. And then just like said a bunch of crazy shit. I'm getting the vibe that this ScoMo is just not, he's either, yeah, I don't think he's just ignoring. Uh, Anyway, guys, I don't know anything about politics. I don't know why, (laughs) what my point is here. I don't even read the news. I read one article about, I read one article about Jizz and now I'm like, guys, I'm friendly Geordies. I get politics. I don't do any research whatsoever. I just know that um, I just hear bits and pieces and I just it baffles me yeah. from what I hear. And that's another thing. I hear probably the worst stuff because I never hear when they do anything good. Mm. No one's ever like, oh, gee, bloody, this, this person did a great thing. No one ever says that. Everyone's like, oh, he said something fucked. Um, so anyway, guys, uh, stop, stop uh, doing cum at work. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? That that's a thing. I feel like, obviously, it's like it's one of those high-profile jobs where all the bad shit that happens there gets out. But yet, unfortunately, every workplace would have these problems. You'd imagine, although. No one ever did a calm at the radio station when I worked there. I haven't been in many workplaces. Have you ever been in workplaces where someone's done something insane like that? Uh, No. I think I've been in a workplace where there was employees stealing cash out of the till and then they got
1: fired. Like they were th- robbing the business. I used to steal a cheeky nugget at Hungry Jack's.
0: But, that, <laughs> yeah, but that's just being hungry. Like that's just being a teenager yeah. on minimum wage. Like yeah. you, as you should, you're being, you're literally being robbed for your time being there. Mm. Um, oh, you would, oh, you would, I can picture you in a, this is going to sound so rude, by the way. Okay. I can picture you in a fast food uniform. <laughs> you stink of minimum wage. God. Can imagine you like in the cap going, like Oh, there you go.
1: I was at the back, I didn't talk to anyone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I could just imagine you just like being there going, like Yeah, fuck, i hate this.
1: <laughs> and that's probably what you did. Yeah. Did you like it? Was it a
0: good job or no? Nah? Uh, had a few friends here, so it's all right. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. I've never worked in fast food, so I've never, yeah. never know. I've never really had a job, and that's my problem. Mm. I bring nothing, I bring no life experience whatsoever to this podcast. Or like, that's what, when people go like, man, Luke, I look up to you, you're a role model and that's very cool. But like, I need some advice on what to do after high school. I'm like, you want my advice? I mean, if I'm talking from experience, work at a golf club, listen to the whole catalog of Hamish and Andy, <laughs> and then aspire to be on radio, fluke it, get on, quit that, and then weasel your way into a podcast deal. That's not an that's not a normal trajectory after high school, um, and then I studied for a year and gave up on that. So I'm not really a good role model for like what to do, um, because I've had no life experience. I've I've worked work experience at a few places. I did a week on a farm once, and I had to chase a pig. So if you want any pig tips, I'm your guy. But other than that, no idea. Um, Reese, yeah, me, uh. Yeah, insulting you reminded me of a podcast topic I forgot to write down. Um, I have one question for you, yeah, and you just answer yes or no honestly. Okay, promise you'll be honest,
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, Reese, yeah,
0: do you know how to use a fork? <laughs> do you, yeah, no, I said answer it honestly. <laughs> I said answer it honestly, yeah, be honest. Well, this is even more mind-boggling because now I realize you don't know how to use a fork <laughs> because you think you're using it properly. How do you hold a fork?
1: I can't do it. Just hold it.
0: Hold you it. hold it? Yeah. Like a spoon? Do I? You hold it like that. Oh. Uh. I took a photo of you eating. Oh, <laughs> <fucker. laughs> there is photo evidence of you misusing a fork. Was this at Ballarat? Yeah. You've got the fork. <laughs> you, you're you doing it like you're an, you're like a, I don't know, a guy in the 1800s with like a trident and you're just stabbing into this chicken palmer and then you're cutting it with the other one. And going, <laughs> you going. Did no one ever teach you that? We're going to te- teach you table manners over the tour. <laughs> so oh you God. don't put your, you don't like, I don't know, hold it like that and rest your finger on top. Like you don't. I don't know how to. I need a fork in my hand to describe it, but you hold it
1: wrong. Oh, well. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I really had it brought up to me. (laughs) Your
0: parents have never been like, why are you holding your fork like that? Does
1: that mean that's how your dad uses
0: his fork? I don't know. I
1: might might
0: have just done it weird that night. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think I noticed you doing it another night in Warnable. When we were backstage, and then I didn't think, and I was like, "That's weird." And then I noticed it again in and I was like, "Okay, he doesn't know how to use a fork." <laughs> <laughs> Which,
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm God. gonna be so like conscious now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. You really?
0: Now, but now you, because you don't even know the correct way, you're gonna be like picking up your fork and be like, "Is anyone watching me? I don't know what to do." So, <laughs> that's good. I just wanted to ask you if yeah. you
1: knew. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: I could. uh, Meg sees me taking the photo of you, and we'll put it up on Instagram or whatever during the week or in the podcast. And she's like, and then she goes, "Oh my god, what's he doing with his fork?" And I go, "I know." She's like, she's like, "I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna save it for the podcast." And she's like, "Okay," but she noticed too. As soon as I, she didn't notice, but then when she saw me trying to sneak a picture of you, and she was like, "What? Oh, he doesn't know to use his
1: fork." Maybe like cutting through the palm was really tough, and I needed to. Maybe not. (laughs) It was chicken. It was fun. Um,
0: Guys, I love resizing videos. Yes. I love resizing videos. If you want an MP4 that's horizontal put into a vertical because people don't want to watch horizontal videos anymore, I'm your guy, you know why? Because that's what I spent 90% of my time doing during the week. Yes, you think you've done the video, you upload it to YouTube, try again my dude because you've got to make five TikToks, all recropped, subtitles resized, tracked because why would you ever watch a video long ways on your phone? Back me up here, Reese you spend about ninety percent of your time doing yeah. it as well. And you know what else we love, guys? Oh, <laughs> if you thought resizing wasn't fun enough, if you thought sitting there for hours on end watching the same footage over and over because you have to edit an Instagram TV reel, Facebook version, YouTube, and TikTok version of the same mm. thing, right? If you thought that wasn't fun
1: enough, <gasps> I-
0: <laughs> well, boy, do I have... Something for you. You guys know already that I love the pursuit of fun and happiness. So you bloody can guess how excited I was the day that I found out about subtitling. Oh, if you want to listen to a video and then repeat exactly what they say, but in word form, because you know that the people who watch your videos are too dumb to listen... (laughs) Then get on board and do some subtitling during the week for hours on end. And you will come out of that happy and content. (laughs) You will. And you won't complain about it on a podcast. You will be like more. And then you realize that you have 21 more shows in the next month that you have to go through. Resize and then subtitle. Yes. And different colors as well, and different sizes because people watch videos long ways now. If you think you're done subtitling on YouTube, your journey is just beginning, because the TikToks have not yet been made. And you think you can just repost a TikTok on Reels now? Think again. It's different sizing, so have everyone resizing that. Yeah. <sighs> I needed that. <laughs> okay, I feel a lot better. I'll be honest; <laughs> that was therapeutic. I feel a lot better. That the chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had double D's then of just subtitling <laughs> and resizing, and that was on my chest. I was wearing a fucking goddamn bra all week, holding that, and now it's gone. Thank God. Woo! I feel like I just got breast reduction surgery. <laughs> that was. Whew. That was good for the soul. Thanks for watching my TikToks. I love that I have to post on every platform in order to get people to care about me. It's great. <sighs> do other people complain this much on while doing their job <laughs> about their other, other aspects <laughs> of their so job? No, so. no, no one who's doing an accountant rocks up to work and goes, I love counting <laughs> <laughs> fucking maths <laughs> and I like tax and I like GST. No one, they just do it without complaining because yeah. they get paid to do it. Mm. That's ah, not my style, guys. And again, you, this there's moments where it shows that I've no life experience, because I go like, "What? You want me to work for money? No, thank you. I thought this was just gonna be talking. It's not, guys. It's not that at all. But uh, yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna be. What am I doing today? Probably resizing some videos. I want to get back out in the world, Jim. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm unfit. I've been like doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff, but that's just not enough. I haven't been out there running a lot recently just because the workload. There's been a few people, and when I say a few, I mean everyone in my life is telling me to slow down Um, except for Reese. I think he's too nice, too polite to tell me that I look like a corpse uh, while he's editing my videos. (laughs) I'm going to be in the same boat soon, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He knows he's headed down the same path because he pretty much does exactly the same thing as me, which is subtitling and resizing. Yes. Uh, so that's good. My parents are concerned about me whenever they see me. Isn't that good? Whenever whenever someone who I haven't seen in a week sees me, like I see my brother and he goes, oh, jeez. Like I walked up to the pub. It's 1 a.m. He's been drinking since 5 p.m. He's in no state to judge anyone. He walks up and he goes, ugh, you look wrecked. And I go, yeah, you forced me to come to a pub after midnight, after an hour and a half drive and also trip there and show and twenty minutes of deciding a walk on song. (laughs) I am mentally drained. Uh and now I'm being roasted for my Billabong top and I'm being told in the toilet I'm I can't leave until I do my best comedian line. So that's sick. Yes I look wrecked. Uh so anyway guys this is another week, another Complaint. complaint Hmm What's the appeal of this podcast? It's definitely uh. not happiness. <laughs> I think some people must get a kick out of going, well, I thought I was having a bad one.
1: Mm.
0: At least I'm not Luke. Yeah, but That's all good. It's all good. And you've got to be honest, you know, because if I came on here and pretended like I was mentally sound and in a good state of mind, I'd be lying. You know, I'm, I'm very excited about the comedy festival. I just feel like I've... Uh, yeah, I've just put everything into, like, the run-up to the festival. And now I'm like, I've forced Meg. I'm like, you need to drag me into bed at 11 p.m. tonight. If I'm not in bed by 11 the day before the show, I'm, I'm fucked. Because we've got we've got, a, we've got a big guest coming in on Luke and Lewis tomorrow. We've got to do two episodes. I'm out from 10 a.m. I'm going to leave the house at 9 a.m. And then I'm out. Oh,
1: that's good. That's sick. Yes. I'm up at 5.30 tomorrow.
0: Oh, why am I complaining? <laughs> I, know, I like that most people get out for like seven, and I'm like, yeah. guys, I gotta be out of the house at nine. Yeah, but most people don't get home at like one a.m. Though. Yeah, I live at nine and get home at one most days a.m. Yeah, not p.m. I'm not out for four hours. <laughs> I'm out for like fourteen. Anyway, guys. Anyway, uh, what did I write on my thing? Well, how long
1: we got left? We have got four and a half minutes.
0: Oh, is that it? Yeah. I was going to do one email. Can you read the email? We had this dumb email.
1: (laughs) (laughs) of The the, the Blink-182 email. It wasn't dumb. It was more just funny. We found it funny. Yeah. So, hey, Luke and Reeves, probably not podcast-worthy, but I just realized that Blink-182 was a band, not a radio station. The more you know. Also, Hang on.
0: Hang on. So, does this guy, doesn't he go on in his email to say that he's listened to every episode of the podcast or something?
1: Uh, he says, also been listening for a few years now and I think the non-opera podcast shingle is better than the one with a do deep at the end. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, That's insane that he's listening. That's what got me with that email. I read that. And who was that sent to me? Uh Nick. Nick. Thanks for listening for a few years, mate. But it is, it shocked me to my core. I think the amount of times I've discussed Blink on 82 yeah. would have to be over 10 to 15 times throughout the years. Yeah. And like... I guess most times heavily imply that they're like one of my favorite bands mm. or imply music. I guess he knew that I implied music. Yeah. Oh, so maybe thought I love Blink-182. Maybe he thought like, man, he must love, he's so loyal to this radio station.
1: Yeah. But then he also what said, what country does he live in? Cause how do you miss Blink-182? Well, he says he all, he was looking through some old, so fresh albums and he found one with Blink-182, all the small things on it.
0: Oh, and that's how he found out. Isn't that crazy that he missed all the small things? I wonder what country Nick's from because that's at least Western, the Western world. Most people, like my dad knows who Blink-182 are. Mm. He doesn't really like them. but He's like, oh, he's aware of their presence. They're just, they were really big. They're one of the biggest bands in the world for about five to 10 years there. Yeah. Crazy that he's just gone like, and it's also crazy that he thinks i would be that loyal to like a radio station.
1: Who wonder what radio station he is thinking of
0: i mean it does kind of sound like a dial yeah you know like uh 90.7 or like you know nova 100 blink 182 it kind of i get it Mm. um but maybe that's what us radio stations sound like as well but anyway i love your correspondence guys uh we are looking for a few more emails we have like we have like a few couple good ones of each segment but enough to do the segment so if you have an unpopular opinion or a flex chat uh, or I don't know who needs to hear about this, then shoot it through at Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a bloody email. We'd love to hear it. And uh, Patreon as well. If you like what we do here and uh, you want to hear Meg and I do some more, pretty much usually come chat. The last episode yeah. was called Under My Cumbrella Ella Ella. Um And yeah, we'll be doing another one this week. So Luke and Meg on Patreon helps support what I do, helps pay Reese for all the good work he does. Um, And we can put that to fork classes, which will be great. Uh, And obviously we'll do him some good. Um, Great. That is the end of the Luke Kijal hour. How long do we have to go? A minute 20. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have any other stories? I feel like I do. I feel like I've missed one.
1: Uh, from the weekend, uh, not really.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Might just uh, treat this like a root and end it prematurely. You reckon? No, I can't do that because <laughs> then it wouldn't be on brand for the Luke Kidgel uh, hour. <laughs> Isn't it funny that sometimes we just <laughs> wait out the minute? <laughs>
1: I feel like each week you're regretting calling it Luke oh, the Luke Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I regret it more and more every week. Like, it sounds so good. It looks good on paper. Yeah. But the reality of it, some things look great on paper. The execution, not so much. I mean, it's usually the Luke Kijul 50-something minute. Yeah. Oh, I could switch the... I forgot to do the hourglass. <laughs> A bit late on the hourglass, but it's flipped over now. Um yeah, anyway guys uh, com. Come to a show Shows are going sick And the comedy festival starts tomorrow If you want to see me this week Come on Thursday night Actually, there's not many Oh, so There are some tickets left Otherwise the rest of the shows this week are sold out Or Sunday And then come on Mondays and stuff Tuesday, that's it That is the end of the podcast guys LukeHigel.com Come What an end <laughs> Thank you all for listening Have a good one